Welcome to episode number 16 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series based upon my recent book entitled, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Today's episode is entitled, Discipline in Our Finances. As a little boy, my dad believed in discipline. He believed in the old adage, spare the rod and spoil the child. He also believed that if you didn't correct your kids when they were young, they would never understand the benefit of being disciplined. Now today, there's a lot of adults who have a problem accepting the fact that discipline is good for them. By good, what I mean is there's a benefit from it. I admit I didn't particularly enjoy the discipline that my father gave me, but as I grew older, eventually got married and had children of my own, I realized that there truly is a benefit to discipline. This reminds me of a story about a family that gathered around for dinner one night and the youngest son announced that he had just decided to join the army. Those around the table gasped, thinking, oh my goodness, what has he done? Then some laughter. His older brother said, there's no way in the world you'll be able to handle that. You just don't have any discipline in your life. The young man's sister snickered and said, you didn't really do that, did you? You would never get through basic training. Finally, his dad spoke and said, it's going to take a lot of discipline, son. Are you ready for that? The new recruit looked to his mother for help, but she was just gazing at him. And then all of a sudden, she simply said these words, do you really plan to make your bed every morning? You see, his mama had been trying to teach him discipline all of his life, and she knew that would be one of his greatest challenges. Well, in reality, discipline is a difficult challenge for most of us. As little children, we don't like discipline. As teenagers, we're not too crazy about discipline. And then when we get married, we don't particularly like discipline. But if you'll stay with me in this teaching, if you'll stay with me in this episode on discipline in our finances, I believe it's the key to being debt-free. I like to define discipline as just a few words. It's training, it's instruction, and it's correction. You know, now discipline could be the single most important word to debt-free living. Because I believe the word discipline is totally misunderstood by people. We tend to think that it's judgment or, or it's condemnation. Yet when we read the Word of God, we, we see a different side of it. Hebrews 12:6 in the New International Version says this. The Lord disciplines those he loves. You see, we see a different side of discipline that way. In this scripture, we we discover that God disciplines because his love for his people. The Lord disciplines us so that we'll be able to receive the fullness of his plan to bless us. Now, the, the purpose of discipline in our finances is found in another scripture that I think is extremely important for us to read and understand. It's found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10, in the New International Version. It reads this way, Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we might share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Now, after reading that scripture, I hope you see a different side of discipline. You see the benefit side of it. God wants to bless us. He wants us to share in his holiness. His discipline obviously seems difficult at time. I understand that. But, but it produces, it says, a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So let's receive the discipline of the Lord. Now, I've said this before in other episodes, and I want to repeat it. 
I used to tell my congregation when I'd be preaching, now I don't want your discipline. I never particularly liked my mom and dad's discipline. I don't like to be disciplined by other people, but I welcome God's discipline. And I would even stand there and say, Lord, I submit to you for your discipline because I know your discipline wants to draw me closer to you and wants to bless me. So Father, I receive your discipline and expect a blessing to follow. Now let me give you a little lesson here that's helped me and helped me in counseling others to get them to understand the benefit of discipline. I basically had just taken the word discipline, taken each letter in that word to give us a point of reference that help us to understand the benefits involved. So the letter D starts off that word and I like to call that delight. We must have a desire to, like, to delight ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 37, 4 reads this way. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Now that's got the thee and the thy in it, but it's a New King James Version translation. What it means is if we desire a financial blessing, we must be delighted in serving God. We must never delight ourselves in money or delight ourselves in being debt-free or just delight ourselves in financial gain. If we desire to give more to the work of the Lord and live debt-free, we must live our lives for Him. If we want to have the freedom in our finances to make the right decisions, we need to desire to please God. Our financial plan will never succeed if we try to delight ourselves in our finances. The Lord wants to bless us financially. However, we must have a desire to delight ourselves in Him and receive His discipline and His direction. The second letter in the word discipline is I. This applies to increase. And I believe it will be the result of discipline in our finances. We will have increase. Every time that I meet people to discuss their finances, I bring up a word they dislike. It's the word budget or budgeting. Very few of those I meet have, have a budget and know how much it costs them to live from month to month. Most of them tell me that they, they must be spending the amount they make each month and, and that's just not the way to look at having a proper budget. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I experienced individuals who spend $300 to $800 approximately each month more than they make. That's a shortfall that's covered with credit cards or, or more debt or taking money out of savings account. The primary reason for spending is due to a lack of discipline. And a lack of discipline will cause us to have a lack of increase. If we want to get the increase in our finances to enable us to be debt-free, we're going to have to control our expenses, set up a budget, and allow discipline in our financial plan. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that a disciplined financial plan will open the gates for increase and debt-free living. The letter S is the third letter in the word discipline. The letter S reminds me of the word source. If we believe that God is our source for financial blessings, then we need to turn to Him for discipline in our finances. We have already seen that God blesses those for their own good. We know that God is our source in all areas of our life. He's our source of financial and spiritual gain. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 19, the New King James Version says it this way, For it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, church, what that means is God is our source, and he loves to bless us. 
and that he gives us power to obtain financial blessings. Now, if you've ever thought that maybe God wants you to be poor and live the rest of your life broke, then you've never evidently understood or read this particular scripture because God gives us power to get wealth. What is your source? My source is God. I hope that your source is God. But many of us, I know I struggled with myself for years, my source was my job. It was my investing. It was the money that I borrowed to make more money and on and on and on. And I didn't learn until I became a follower of Jesus Christ that God was my source and that he wanted to bless me. He even wanted me, me to be wealthy. That's hard for some to imagine, but that's the truth. He certainly wants us to be debt free. So if you haven't done it yet, make God your source. Believe that he is the one that gives us power to get wealth. He certainly wants us to be blessed and to prosper in all things, even as our soul prospers. Moving on, let's look at the letter C, and it stands for the word choice or choices. They're a major factor in our finances. Most people are limited in the amount of money that they earn. However, all of us are in control of the choices that we make in spending. You know, when we were kids, we made choices on how to spend money and we decided whether we would actually have a savings account or we would just spend everything that we have. So we had choices in our life and, and all of us continue to make choices every single day. We choose to have discipline or we choose to ignore it. Let's choose discipline now in our finances. Let's have discipline to budget, to tithe, to control spending and make well-planned purchases. You know, when we do that, when we truly make an effort to do that, we will become debt-free. Let's all choose to be debt-free right now. The next letter in our plan of discipline is I. The word that I think represents that letter is investment. We must invest our time and energy into the disciplines of this plan in order to live the plan that we desire, which is to be debt-free. Now, when we desire to invest in a new way of thinking about the proper use of our money, it will produce a great return to that investment. Now, are we investing enough time in evaluating our purchases? Are we investing more time in how to make more money so that we can spend more? If that's the case, then, then how about investing more time in trying to spend less? Where your attention flows is where our money goes. We must invest in a plan that will return to us debt-free living. Whatever investments we're making, they need to please God. So let's make a decision right now to make an investment in discipline. Patience stands for the letter P in discipline. Now, a disciplined financial plan requires patience. I've discovered that impulse buying, by the way, those are purchases that we make with little or no prior planning, that, that impulse buying is, is really one of the most difficult challenges we face every day. It's difficult, especially for families today. Retailers are trying to get us to impulse buy everywhere we go. Just look at the checkout stand at your major discount stores or grocery stores. As you're waiting in line to check out, the stuff on the shelves are screaming out, buy me, buy me. Your children are screaming out, can I have, can I have? Your credit card is saying, use me, use me. I think you, you'd want to just scream at that time, but instead, we give in to impulse buying, we lose patience and ignore discipline. Let's decide to have patience with discipline purchasing and not try the patience of the Lord. Let's let the letter L stand for lending in the word discipline. Have you ever, have you ever thought about what it would be like to be out of debt? Matter of fact, that you would have 
such strong finances that you'd be able to loan money to other people if they had a need? The, the word discipline may be the only thing holding us back from that dream. That's, I really believe that's true. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6, in the New American Standard Version, it tells us this, For the Lord your God shall bless you as he has promised you, and you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. I realize that that scripture may seem a little strong, a little bold for some people, but we got to remember this, that the blessings of our Lord is without limits. God can do things and take us to places we never thought were possible. We need to move on to the letter I again in the word discipline. Now, most people feel that they are never going to experience the joy of debt-free living. Either their friends have told them it's nearly impossible in today's lifestyles, or their family have told them that, or maybe there's working associates, but don't believe those thoughts from other people because our God deals with the impossible. Jesus spoke these words in Luke 18:26 in the New American Standard. It's it's listed the things impossible with men are possible with God. That means that the Lord will provide our financial miracle when we submit to his plan for discipline. Becoming debt-free now may seem impossible to some. However, believe with all of your heart that nothing is impossible with God. God takes the impossible and makes it reality. So let's step into that realm of faith to believe that God wants to bless us and that we will be debt-free someday. And it could be very, very soon. Let's look at the letter N in the word discipline. And N in this particular case refers to the word need. Let me ask you some questions. When does a want become a need? Now, when does a desire become a want that becomes a need? Now, I know that may sound a little confusing, but think about that. Many of those that I talk to and counsel with have a very difficult, difficult time understanding the difference between needs, wants, and desires. I believe that it's crucial we understand the, di the difference between needs, wants, and desires. The only way to determine what is a need, what is a want, and what is a desire is to have discipline in our financial decisions. Because if we're not careful, we'll make everything a need. It was like when I used to bowl a lot, go bowling, I always felt like I needed better equipment, a better bowling ball, or better shoes, or possibly get lessons, however it might be. Then I took up the game of golf and I thought, well, what I really need is a set of golf clubs. Well, a set of golf clubs turned out to be a very expensive set of ping golf clubs. And when I discovered that I had the ping golf clubs, they really didn't perform any better than the inexpensive set that I had had for so many years. So let's be careful when we talk about the need that we have and let's go to God. Let's look to our financial plan and let's truly understand the difference between needs, wants, and desires. Because when we do that, we'll draw that much closer to being debt-free. The last letter in our word discipline is the letter E. And I like to apply that letter E to the word entrusted. Now entrusted means to assign or commit. We have, we have been entrusted to share our faith with others. The Lord, I believe, has entrusted us with his promises. And I believe that God is looking for those who are trustworthy in their finances. Those who accept the discipline of the Lord can be entrusted with the true riches God's word talks about. 
Living a disciplined life proves to the Lord that we are trustworthy with little and that we are trustworthy with much. That's important to understand. Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, in the New King James Version, he said this, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, which by the way is money, who will entrust the true riches to you? The Lord is looking for people, I truly believe this, who are trustworthy. He's looking for people that he can pour out a blessing they won't even be able to handle. From this episode, I guess I get one thought that kind of jumps forefront in my mind, and that is, if we will have discipline, we'll be blessed financially. If we have discipline in our life, we draw the attention of God, and when we get his attention, he's looking at us to find ways to bless us. This would be a good time, I think, to take a quick review of what we learned today. And using those letters, let's just see how discipline can come into our life. Delight, D, Delight ourselves in the Lord, it says, and he'll give us the desires of our heart. We've got to understand that we must delight ourselves in God. I know I've said that earlier, but it's so crucial in order to put him first in our finances and then allow him to bless us in the way that he chooses. Increase. We will see increase in everything that we do if we see an increase in the discipline that we have in making good decisions. The increase comes from God. And, and I know, that, I, I, I know that, it's, that a lot of folks believe that, well, if God has all that money, how come he isn't just pouring a blessing out for me? Well, he wants to, he desires to, but he also wants our thinking to line up according to his word. And so we should increase in our understanding of God's word. We should increase in our prayer time. We must increase in our understanding the difference between wants, needs, and desires. We talked about source, that God is our source. Remember that. He is our source and he desires to be our source. So make him our source, depend upon him to bless us. Then there's choices. We talked about the choices that we make and how important it is to make proper choices. If we have discipline, we will make good choices. We talked about investment. The investment that we make in our choices, in our discipline, will have investments that pay a great dividend. Then we talked about patience, having the patience to make good decisions, having the patience to be willing to allow the Lord to correct us and direct our path. We talked about lending, that we could actually be blessed so much that we would be able to lend to others. That's what God's word promises us. We talked about the word impossible. Sometimes people think that nothing is impossible, but we serve a God where all things are possible. So let's remember that there is nothing impossible with our Lord, especially when it comes to something as easy to him as debt-free living. The word need is something we discussed and we truly need to understand the difference between our desires and our need. The last word was entrusted. It's important to understand that we can say that we trust God, but I think even a better question is, can God trust us? As I reflect on my own life, I think of the times that I prayed and said, Lord, we need to be blessed in this area or that area. We would build a big custom home and pray that God would sell that home and 
bless us with it. Or we would then go out and buy a piece of property and, and pray over it and walk it and claim God's blessing over it. And all those are good things. But the thing that I don't think I realized was that I had not really earned God's blessing yet. I was working on making more money. I was working on becoming financially comfortable and independent of uh, any other financial issues. And and I just kind of put God in this little box and said, well, I'll go to church on Sunday and I will, um, you know, I'll, I'll give a little in the offering and then I'll just wait for him to continue to bless me. And it seemed like everything was going really smooth and really well. And then all of a sudden the economy changed and you couldn't sell anything. We, we had a difficult time selling properties. We had a difficult time making good investments. And even though we didn't go broke or anything like that, we, we just simply seemed to struggle constantly for financial blessing from the Lord. And I truly believe that we were not trustworthy. At least I was not trustworthy because I wanted God to bless me so that I would be blessed and maybe I could help a little here or there. But it, it things didn't change in our finances until finally one day my wife and I prayed and we said, Lord, we just want to give what we have to you. We want to surrender all that we have to you. We, we submit to you, to your authority, to your wisdom, to your word, to your teachings, and we don't want to do anything unless we're led by the Holy Spirit. Fortunately, that was many years ago, and it helped us to lay a foundation of trusting God. And as soon as we did that, as soon as we started placing Him first, and we stopped making financial decisions, uh, real estate decisions and things on Sunday, because Sunday was God's day. It was a day of rest. And so we made a decision that we would not do any financial transactions or go out to purchase homes or properties or sell any properties on Sunday. I can remember when, uh, on several occasions, when a realtor would come to us, we'd have a home for sale, and certainly we need to sell it, but they would come and knock on the door. It would be a Sunday afternoon, and I'd say, well, it's good to see you, but we don't work on Sundays. We're taking this day off, and it's a day of rest, and it's a day I want to be with my family. And the realtor would look at me and say, but I have an offer on your home. You you have to make a decision. You have to do this. You have to do that, or, or else this person's going to walk, and you'll lose your buyer. And I would look at the person and say, no, I've, I've been in that road before, and I'm going to put God first. I'm going to trust God that if these people want to buy the home, they'll want to buy it tomorrow as much as they wanted to buy it today. And so I would tell them, just leave the offer outside here, and, and tomorrow morning, uh, Monday morning, I'll get up Real early and I'll open the door and I'll look at the offer and I'll get back with you. Many realtors were very upset with me because they thought, well, we're going to lose the deal and they're going to lose their commission. But I really found out when we took that stand, we made God first. We knew that he was our source. I didn't have to have a source of a house to sell. I didn't need a source to have some realtor bring me some deal on a Sunday and break up my opportunity to be with my family and spend time alone with them. When that decision was made, things changed radically. I truly believe that our dear God looked at us and said, now I can trust you. And when that happened, everything kind of broke loose. Our finances increased, our home sales increased, our investments increased, and we were receiving blessings beyond our wildest imagines, imaginations. And so I, I just share that with you. Not, I'm not boasting. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not boasting that I'm some extremely wealthy man because I'm really not. But when we put God first, when we decided 
that we were going to have discipline in our life and make going to church first, make tithing to the Lord first, establish a, a, a pattern of good works so that we were helping others and not just thinking about ourselves. The Lord God just simply opened up the windows and poured out a blessing that we were truly amazed with. So I hope that this teaching on discipline is one that you receive. I, I hope it's one that you take to heart and, and don't look at it poorly. Don't, don't think, oh my goodness, here we go. I'm going to get beat up again and I'm going to be told all the things I'm doing wrong. I'm going to be told where I'm making mistakes and how I should change things and that I'm a bad person here or a bad person there. No, I'm not saying that at all. And I know that God's word is not saying that, but the Lord does want to bless us. He does want us to be debt free. He does want to open up the windows of heaven. But first, we've got to understand the role of discipline in our life. Let me go back and read that scripture to you. Allow me to read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10 again. You could read this thing over and over again and continue to get something new out of it. It says here that our fathers disciplined us. Remember when we were kids? It says, for a little while, as they thought best, I know when my dad disciplined me, he, he thought it was best and he was doing the best. And, and I'm thankful that he disciplined me the way that he did. At the time, I wasn't thankful. But looking back on it, I'm thankful that that discipline taught me a lesson. It says, our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. You know, that's enough just to want discipline from God in your life, that we can share in his holiness. Then it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Remember I said that earlier, but painful. However, it says later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Here's another scripture I think that'll be beneficial to all of us. Luke 16, 10. I'm going to read this one again. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. So, so I'm just telling you, don't look down on what you have. If you don't have a lot of financial blessings right now, then please be faithful with what you have. Because the word tells us that, that he who is faithful in very little things is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in very little things is unrighteous also with much. I've noticed so many people, let me just tell you, over the years of counseling and banking and all my experience with people, I've discovered so many people who are unrighteous when they don't have very much financially. And it seems like if they get blessed or get additional finances, they just continue to expand in unrighteous living. And it says, so he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Then it says, if therefore you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon or money, who will entrust the true riches to you? Maybe this whole lesson comes down to the fact that we trust God, but we've got to earn our trust that God will have in us. We earn it by having discipline. We earn it by being faithful. We earn it by being givers. We earn it by blessing others. And I'm not talking about we earn salvation. I'm talking about we earn the blessings of God. So even though the Lord promised he'd bless us, there are conditions to those blessings and allow our life. Let's let our life line up to those conditions. So I hope that, that you're aware through these steps to to, to what to take, what order to take, what steps to take to get out of debt and to stay debt free. I believe that most of the time it's not what we know, but we do with what we know that counts. So this lesson I hope is of value and that it has brought some clarity in your thoughts. So let me just close with prayer now and believe that God will bless you. Father, 
I pray, Lord, that this teaching today, Lord, will bless others. Lord, that your word explains how important it is to live a disciplined financial life. And sometimes, Lord, we struggle with being disciplined and it doesn't feel good. So help us, Lord, to be willing to accept your discipline, Father. We receive this teaching because it will benefit my desire to be debt-free, to live debt-free. And I'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I pray that you've enjoyed this teaching and I pray that it has blessed you. If you'd like to get more information on how to live debt-free, you can visit my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you're interested in these podcasts, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you and may he give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode is entitled, Our Inheritance is to be Debt Free. May God richly bless you.